Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts. Specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode of Inside Fashion is brought to you in partnership with PayPal, the most trusted buy now, pay later brand, according to a recent survey, which gives merchants access to PayPal's 403 million users worldwide. Learn more at paypal.com slash paylaterenterprise. The planet is no longer an inexhaustible source of materials and energy and everything we want. We have begun to understand its fragility, its vulnerability. We live in a vulnerable planet. We have to take care of it. It is up to us in our lives and in our work, in our political actions and our communications to move the world in the best possible direction, a smart, green and global golden age. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion. Welcome to the BOF podcast. It's Friday, September 17th. This week, we announced the first group of speakers confirmed to be part of Voices 2021, our annual gathering for big thinkers. Our first in-person gathering since the beginning of the pandemic will be held over three days from December 1st to 3rd in the beautiful surroundings of Soho Farmhouse in Oxfordshire to unlock multidisciplinary learning, challenge conventional wisdom, inspire innovation, 
and reimagine the future of the post-pandemic fashion industry. With that in mind, this week's BOF podcast features one of our most inspirational talks from Voices 2020 with Carlota Perez, the noted economist and author. She joined me to discuss the cyclical resets and reorganizations of the capitalist system and how we can actively harness the information revolution to preserve the earth and benefit all people. Here's Carlota Perez at Voices 2020. So Carlota, why don't you start by telling us what the green global age of the information revolution is? I hope that my message is a message of hope and optimism. And it's not just because I want to be optimistic, but because I've spent most of my life studying history, the history of technological revolutions. And we have come out of such terrible times before. So that's what gives me my optimism. So as I suggested in the video history, uh, we can shape the information revolution into a green global golden age. I guess you will ask what it means. What, what is this? What, what does it take to shape this thing? Well, first of all, we have to understand that the future has to be green so that it can be sustainable, especially not if we incorporate everybody, which is our hope. So what is this thing about? Well, first of all, it's a cultural change. We start by understanding that the planet is no longer an inexhaustible source of materials and energy and everything we want. We have begun to understand its fragility, its vulnerability. We live in a vulnerable planet. We have to take care of it. Waste has to become a source of shame. And our imagination needs to turn to ways of avoiding it. No more waste. Pride in reusing, in redesigning, in recycling, in using renewable things. Energy is not to be taken for granted. We're beginning to see conservation as the way to use it and renewable sources as the accepted way of providing it. So these are the things that have to do with a, a shift in our culture. But we also have to change our aspirations. We need to change our lifestyle completely. And by the way, it has happened every time. The Victorian boom, the Belle Epoque, the post-war boom. The post-war boom, of course, was the one that created this mess that we're in now because the mass production and the mass consumption revolution is the one that has made the planet into this problem. But we can change again. We've done it each time. What we need to do is to reimagine the good life and to have a different set of aspirations. What's happiness about? It's certainly not about maximum possessions, but about access to well-being. What's well-being? Well, many things, but basically lots of collaboration, sharing, and then in terms of how we access the things we need, rental, maintenance, all these ways, which are new ways, which we have to learn. Pleasure, what's pleasure? Well, it doesn't necessarily come from having lots of things. It comes from knowledge, from health, from creativity, from experiences, from communication with others, from discovery, and so on all these wonderful things, and of course, comfort, but a comfort that's not based on waste, but based on being able to use again and again and having truly durable products. We, You know, with our technologies, we should be able to make products that last 80 years, and we can, but planned obsolescence has made it that we need to throw away, throw away, throw away, buy new, buy new, buy new, throw away. So that's not 
that's not possible anymore. We've got to find the new sources of pleasure that have not to do with wasting and with much. How about capital? How are we wealthy? Well, the most valuable capital we can possess is knowledge, experience, capabilities. Therefore, lifelong learning becomes an expectation for increasing well-being. So that's what it means for us all personally. What does this mean for the fashion industry? Well, it means a complete reinvention. It's up to you to reinvent what we understand by fashion. It's up to you to reinvent how we dress and when. It's up to you to rethink, reinvent, redesign. But sustainability is not enough. The future must also be global. And I'll tell you that, of course, you know, we all want global development. We don't do much about it, do we? But the thing is that it's important for the advanced countries for both generous and selfish reasons. The generous reason is the obvious humanitarian one. You know, okay, everybody would like that to happen. But now we have another reason. We have selfish reasons, two big selfish reasons. One is that if if every country were to develop, now that Asia is practically the place where all consumer goods, all the massive consumer goods are produced, we have lost all those jobs because they're over there and they're cheaper and they're not coming back. And if they come back, they come back with robotics. So what is it that development would create markets for? It would create markets for equipment, for engineering. Equipment would have to be redesigned for sustainability, for climate, for scale. And that would create lots of jobs in the advanced world, together with all the jobs that we could create by maintenance and making goods, you know, making a rental economy. So those are two big sources of jobs that we could have, but particularly having markets in the developing world, every single country needing these things and redesigning them in such a way that the planet can sustain them. It's also markets for education, markets even for luxury goods, because when countries develop, of course, they will have layers of uh, different layers and different types of goods that they will require more and more countries developing. But also another thing, if all the countries were to develop, then migrations would be reduced because you reduce the desperation at home. Most people prefer to be in their country. They have their friends and their family. People go through all those risks because it's so horrible behind them that it might as well be horrible on the way to this wonderful haven and heaven that are these advanced countries. And then those countries from which these people migrate lose those brains, lose that courage, lose all that value precisely because they they have nothing to offer. So again, this would be good for everybody. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realise that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I don't really think that what we need is deglobalization. What we need is reshaping globalization. Up to now, it's been just chasing low cost. It has been concentrated in China or Asia but it needs to be spread more evenly across the world and it needs to be Rethought, re-specialization of every single country. In fact, every country has to start thinking of industrial policy. Yes, we've got to go back to industrial policy. This crazy free market thing, that's what has brought us to where we are now. So we need to work together, a win-win game be- between the state and business. And that's what we have had. Every golden age has been a win-win game with government staging the game and business benefiting from it, but the whole of society benefiting benefiting, and not just the few, the 1% that's getting everything. So what other thing do we need this golden age? I mean, what what else do we need to get this golden age to, to function as such? Well, we need to embrace and shape the information revolution. We have to be smart in its use. We need to turn products into services. We've already done films with music and books. We might do it with access to automobiles eventually. We need many, many changes in the way we fulfill our needs. And the information 
technologies are intangible. They tend naturally to reduce the amount of materials we need to, to enjoy whatever or to have whatever comforts. Of course, we need chairs and tables and beds and, and you know, it's, we're not going to disappear them, but we could have them rented in some cases. In fact, that's a long story, but it could even be that we stop thinking that we need to own our houses. We could buy the right to have a house and mobilize and go to houses, but that's a long story that I won't go into now. But we need to use ICT to minimize pollution and waste. We need it to enable effective and personalized healthcare. There is so much that information technology can do to improve our health, our healthcare knowledge and our healthcare services. We need preventive medicine. We need all sorts of things where uh, information technology can help. We need it to enrich education. We need to stop, you know, we already learned now that it can be done, that you can do it, but that means everybody has got to have internet. We need universal access to internet at prices that are possible for everybody. And of course, to also strengthen communities through all sorts of other communications. Now, why can I be sure that it can be a golden age? Well, for both environmental and social sustainability. Every technological revolution, as you saw in the film, goes through times of inequality and times of wider social well-being forced by social pressure, of course. The politicians understand that they have to. I mean, all this populism all over the world, all these uh, leaders who get all the resentment of people out and all this thing, that's all because what we have done in the past actually 40 years is to make the poor poorer and the rich richer. And that's not possible. You can't have, it's not legitimate for the system to do that. So, uh, what we need is two components. Every golden age has two components. One is what I just told you about government action to create a win-win game between business and society. And the other one, the one that's implied in everything I've said, is a change in lifestyles because that's what provides the demand that shapes innovation and investment. That's that pro what provides the demand that tells you which way to go in which direction to innovate. And both of these depend on social behavior and social pressure. So it is up to us in our lives and in our work, in our political actions and our communications to move the world in the best possible direction, a smart, green and global golden age. Thank you. Thank you so much. Your words have been very inspiring. I have a lot of questions that have come in from around the world that I want to, to kind of take you through. You know, as technology threatens to replace jobs in different industries, making manufacturing cheaper, how do we take care of these communities that are going to be left without jobs because of AI and other, you know, robotics, etc.? Okay, that has two sorts of answers. One has to do with whether we can do away with those technologies or if it's important to have them. Well, the answer is it's very important to have them. And the reason why it's so important is a very simple reason. We need to produce more wealth, enough wealth to, to make <laughs> precisely to lift the poor up 
to lift all the ones from the bottom up. Of course, you need to give them jobs. So the issue is that with every technological revolution, one part of the economy uses these very high tech things, which have very high productivity. And the rest of the economy develops all sorts of new things that very often are related to the change in lifestyles. If we look, for instance, at what happened in the US in the post-war golden age, what they had was barely 30% of workers were in the mass production industries, the high tech, well, not it, we don't see it as high tech now, but it was very high tech when they were making cars and, and airplanes and all that at the time. So the people who were working in that were very highly productive. The people who were working in all the things that the uh, suburban life required, all the American way of life required a lot of services, retail banks, this restaurants, cafes, uh, you know, all those things and, and, and mortgages and all construction, of course, a lot. All those things created the jobs and government created lots of other jobs too. So in the end, the final result was that this extra wealth created by the very highly productive things and these extra jobs created by those other needs came together and the, the salaries did not really represent big differences, but much less. It's only now that we have that problem. And that is typical of these periods. So that's, sorry, that's my first answer, a bit long. I'll give you a second answer, which is that we need to discover what each area of the world, what, what each area of each country can do and relive the whole, reinvent, but with consensus, not, not just government deciding, but working together with business to reconceptualize each bit of territory, each city, each community, we need local government to be much stronger so we can do this. And uh, for the Chilean one who made the question, please go to my webpage. There are lots of articles about what to do in Latin America, okay. including your country in particular. Okay, I have one more question here, Carlota. As you highlighted, waste is a major issue in today's age. How do you think the fashion industry should and can combat the issue and not use it as a strategic tool. And I think many people are referring to companies like H&M and others that are sitting on mountains of unsold inventory and then have no way of disposing of that inventory. Yes, well, the first thing they could do, <laughs> no, I, I don't really know what they could do. I just thought of something, but maybe if you, if you actually clothe people who don't have clothing all over the world, which would be very nice, then you ruin the companies that are in those, in those countries. So it's a complex problem. Maybe they have to work together, I don't know. But definitely we have to reinvent the, the clothing industry, the whole, what do we do? It could be better to have very high uh, quality, long lasting things that could actually be used and reused and redesigned and other people. So, so rethink completely what we do, design very expensive things at the top to be bought by some people and then, and then come down, come down, come down 
without meaning that you have to change four times a year, throw out your clothes, six washes only. That's, that has got to end. You've got to, I mean, I cannot, I cannot solve the problem of many industries that will suffer, but I can certainly tell you that if you put your brilliant heads to solving this problem and making money along the way, you'll succeed. But you've got to recognize, you've got to recognize the obstacles. If you deny it, you're going to die. And you can't die. We need you. Okay. Well, that was a, a really great way to end uh, today's session. Thank you so much for your time, Carlota. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the BOF podcast for our look inside fashion and how it connects to currents in the wider world. If you're not yet a BOF professional member, join today with our 30-day risk-free trial and benefit from exclusive access to agenda-setting analysis you won't find anywhere else. The BOF podcast is edited and produced by Emma Clark, Kate Bartan, and Kevin Bobby Blanco in the BOF studio team. 